Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hello there. And welcome back to Nerd Talk. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead. And with me today are Will and Micah. One of our favorite nerdisms is Star Wars. And so we thought we should definitely open up this door, this can of worms, uh, and enter the universe set a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Guys, welcome back. Uh, I'm really glad you guys are here with me on this one. Uh, Micah, you and I were talking about this uh, the last time you were here for when we did the WandaVision episode. Uh, It was Agatha all along. And so... Uh, we started talking at the end of it. You, me, and Jeremiah were starting to talk, and uh, and we were like, we got to get on Star Wars soon. Um, it was right around May 4th, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like right at Star Wars Day. They were dropping the Bad Batch, and you and I have been talking about like Clone Wars right now and all that. And then uh, not long ago, we had Will on the show, and he started out saying, hey, Star Wars was one of my ways in uh, to the nerd world. And, and so I, I think this is going to be a really fun episode. So we're going to go ahead, and I do have one question that I want to start out with. Um, what era of Star Wars do you like the most? Is it the prequels with the Clone Wars setting, um, the the originals where it was the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, or uh, do you like the sequel trilogy the most with the Resistance? Uh, so whoever wants to start, you guys can go ahead and, and just share. But which era was your favorite, and why? You want to go first? Me first? Who, who, who talks first? Who talks first? Doing a <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead um, thank you, man. Thanks, Micah. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, when when I was uh, when when we talked about the guidelines and for this, it, it's just really hard to pick one era. I mean, there's so much good stuff. Like, I, and I don't want to go through all three and be like, oh, I like this for this reason. But like, you gotta go with the original trilogy era. At least I think. Um, just it looked the universe looked so lived in the Empire. Uh, even though the stormtroopers couldn't hit uh, the broadside of a barn, uh, they they were intimidating with Darth Vader. On Solo, Luke, Leia—I mean—is iconic. Absolutely. Uh, and just before they kind of muddied some things up with the prequels, and some would argue maybe in the sequels uh, with some things. Even though I like elements of all, I just—I know I can't go wrong with the original trilogy. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I like most of the ships from that era. So it has some, one of my favorite lightsaber fights, uh, the Battle of on uh, Bespin. Just. Those are my reasons, particularly, but like I, I don't want to hog the whole thing and just name every <laughs> every five minutes of why I like Star Wars, and then me take this show, show over. So Jordan, Micah, you take it from there. No, I think uh, you know on the head. Will I'm a big Rebel Alliance fan because that's what I first um, that's when I was first introduced to Star Wars. I think when we when I was on for the MCU podcast, it was uh, we talked about how I got into nerd the nerd world, and I think Star Wars was to my ticket in when my uncle introduced me to that and the first uh, memory that I have was him introducing me to episode four. Um, and I was just hooked from, you know, episodes four, five, and six. Uh, not that I want to like name drop every, you know, all three tr- trilogies either, but like, I think um, kind of like because of our age, like we, you know, you and I were talking about our ages before we started recording, but like, 
I think we are at a very kind of special age where we can say, hey, we know about the original trilogy, but like we were young enough to know when the prequels, you know, were in theaters. And so like those were really cool, not realizing at the time, and I don't know what George's opinion is on this yet, but like just not um, realizing how bad, you know, maybe the acting was in the prequels, but like the story and like actually seeing those movies come to the theaters, like as a, you know, in real time, like it was great. But for me, yes, uh, traditionalist, the Rebel Alliance was my was my jam. And just even us as teenagers, young adolescents, like, all oh, cool lightsabers, super fights, like, yeah, they were all, that was all intense and awesome, and the, all the cool ships, like, that. I mean, the franchise is intended for children, but and if we're being real here, <laughs> but it, it was just. <laughs> That, that was super fun at the time, but yeah, original trilogy most of the way. So Jordan, I, I well, I'll say this much: I think that you guys, um, there because the age you guys are just a little bit older than me. You guys are about four to five years older than me. Um, looking at that, you know, you guys did get to grow up where uh, you guys were a little bit more coherent uh, when when the new episodes came out for or one two three. Um, I remember them coming out in the theater. Uh, I don't remember exactly seeing episode one in the theater. I remember when that happened, but I don't remember going to the theater exactly like, oh, like I was in my chair. Like it wasn't like that. Um, but I remember uh, <laughs> I remember specifically when episode one came out with pod racing. We thought that was the coolest thing. And now, like as an adult, I kind of look at it like, you know, it, it doesn't play into the bigger story. But for kids, I could totally see why it, it's so cool because it's like that racing. It's it's different. It brings something new. Um, I got really excited when episode two came out and then three, and I love how three rolled into episode four. Um, I, I personally like the, the Clone Wars. Um, I think that they have the best era uh, just for like storytelling purposes. And, and I know like not everybody agrees. I just like, <laughs> I know that like, like you said, you don't want to argue over it, but like there's not great acting ability. Um, sometimes when you're, when you look at it, you're like, like sand. I hate everywhere. sand. It's everywhere. Or, or my favorite line in the entire series. I hate them. I killed them all. Not just the men, but the women and the children too. Like, I'm just like, I love it. I like, I, it, sometimes it's just one of those moments you need a little bit of cringy star Wars in your life. And the fact well, that I think it, most of the star Wars memes are from that. Yeah. Era, so. Oh, absolutely. And like the clones, I love the, the whole clone wars. Uh, I love that. It's not, it's not the stormtroopers that can't hit the, the broadside of a barn. It's it's trained soldiers who are just clones. And I love the the them versus droids because it didn't make it, oh, he actually killed a guy. Like, it was a little bit more sci-fi, a little bit less real, I guess is the best way to look at it. And I think that was just really cool to grow up with. But then you got the Clone Wars out of it, the, the cartoon, uh, which we're going to roll into next uh, because I feel like that's the best spot to start talking. Clone Wars, what are your guys' thoughts about it? I feel like I took the first one. Micah, you want to take this? What's the question again? Uh, I was what, thinking about it. So what, what are your thoughts on the Clone Wars? Not like episode two? No, no, no. no. Like, the, the, like the, the cartoon, the Clone Wars. So yeah, you and I talked a little bit about this. But before I say that, um, just a funny sidebar. Um, I remember graduating high school. And um, when I had my graduation party from high school, my whole family came um, to my party and stuff. Did you have a lightsaber fight? But it, no, no, no! It was the opening weekend for episode three. Oh, nice! So they all they all ditched me and left my graduation party and went and saw it in the theaters, and I wanted to go see it. And you know, they <laughs> you know, of course bailed. So I had to go see it later. Anyway, 
um, I told you a couple of weeks ago, like I'm actually making my way through the Clone Wars series right now, and I'm like almost through season two. Um, okay. I just, for one reason or another, I just haven't got through it. But from uh, from my perspective, just not seeing all of it yet, like I really, I've really enjoyed the storytelling and the detail that they go into, and everybody that I've talked to, like in the nerd world, has been. You gotta watch Clone Wars. You gotta watch Clone Wars. The Clone Wars are epic. You have to watch those because it, it just it does so much more than what episodes two and three did. Absolutely. And so um, I just um, one of my favorite episodes was where um, Grievous kidnaps R two D two. He gets in. He puts a bounty out for R two D two, and then like they get the wrong R two D two. No, it wasn't R two D two. There's was another one that looks like him, and he was gold. And he was just brainwashed and he was fried and it was terrible anyway he and r2d2 fight at the end of the episode and then they get r2 back but yeah just again the storytelling has been fantastic and that thing and you told me not to watch the the, the bad batch until i finish it so yes. like, i'm not yeah I'm not so do that. Like, so it comes directly right off of that yeah it's, yes. it's, it's heard that too yep I think that's one of the coolest parts about the Clone Wars is that it's not a done story. Like, the Clone Wars may have ended, but Bad Batch is going to lead into something else. And we're not going to touch that today solely because uh, it's continuing, and I don't want to touch anything until it's it's completely done. Sure. Um, and that's that's just oh. because we don't know where it's going. I mean, we can make a few speculations, but uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who's okay. not watching it. And at the end of episode two, I love the setup, right? Because you just see all those droids and all those armies, like it's just a setup right for where, you know, the Clone Wars picks up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What about you? Will? What, what you, where they're oh, all in the, like the battlefields and they're all just, you know, laid out, like they're ready to go to war. And like, it's just, it's just a really cool scene at the end of that movie. You know, this is nuts. Uh, there's actually a fun, I've got several Star Wars stories. I think we could do c- about this all day, but, um, I played, did you ever play the Rogue Squadron games? There was this one yeah. level in Rebel Strike where you're Wedge and Tellies and you go and you, you use the artifacts of the Clone Wars and you have to take down battle droids. And it is, I, I know like the canon was all muddy around that time. Like, is this actually canon or did this really happen? Blah, 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 blah. But like, it was just a really fun, like little like side adventure to do that. And just seeing Wedge and Tellies pilot, pilot a, or being Wedge and Tellies piloting a Jedi Starfighter using the sonic mines and cluster missiles was just a really fun mission. But my thoughts on the Clone Wars, well, I mean, we technically got two, and I absolutely adored the first series we got directly after episode two that filled in the gaps by Gideon Tartakovsky. Like, just seeing, I mean, coming off Samurai Jack, going into that. Yeah, a um, lot of people like, don't know about that series, which I think is, yeah, is really cool. they actually just put it on Disney Plus and Did Star they Wars really? Oh, yes, but okay, I was just yeah. showing my girlfriend Amanda that, because uh, I'm like, hey, like, we gotta watch one Clone Wars, but... I want to show you this one first because it's, it's lighter. It, and if, if you like this, there's even more of this. But like the art troopers, like no one says a freaking word in that. And like there's so much great storytelling and like like different strategies in there. There's a bunch of iconic characters, just like the movies, like Dirge. Like he was kind of like the, the Star Wars version of Bane, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi, like jousting all the IG robots. I mean, that was iconic. Uh, I got to say, I also love that the Clone Wars has made uh, new, new story opportunities and new characters like uh, with Ahsoka. I mean, I, I think initially a lot of us didn't like that character and a lot of people bullied uh, Ashley Eckstein. I, I wasn't that crazy. I'm just like, ah, like maybe this character will grow on us. Maybe that's the point. Like, cause that, that seems to be uh, an ongoing theme in Star Wars. We get a whiny teenager, all the Luke Skywalker or Ahsoka Tano, or when we get back to it later in a later episode, Omega and Bad Batch. She's yeah. kind of like optimistic, but like, also naive about the world uh, is 
jumping into a larger world. And I mean, there's just so much I could talk about it for hours. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then Osaka the just crushes it in the Mandalorian. Yeah, like she, oh. you could, like, <laughs> yeah, you we're know, out of nowhere, and we're we're, we're gonna uh, pull into that in just a few minutes, but. uh I absolutely love the Clone Wars because there's certain characters that they add in that you're getting more backstory as it continues. So, like, uh, they brought in Boba Fett for for an arc, and and sorry if I'm ruining yeah. this for you, Micah, but there there's some of that. Like, my, like like <laughs> Boba Fett has this little run in. Um, Cad Bane, dude, Cad Bane was my man. I loved Cad. Um, I then mean, you, for talking about the villains, Maul bringing him back. And oh actually yeah. Him oh, a absolutely. Giving by Star Killer himself from Force Unleashed. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many characters that what when you aren't worrying about the big budget, you're not worrying about okay, we have only two hours, two and a half hours to tell this story. Like, where are we going with it? Because sometimes it just it's too much because you've got you're not just playing with like the Avengers. Um, where that one becomes hard enough to do with with how many characters you're bringing, you now have an entire universe. You're not playing with one planet. You're playing with like an entire solar system and an entire universe and galaxy and everything. And you're just you're working everything in in it in so many different ways. And I just I love the way that the cartoons can bring it in. Where I mean, there were some episodes where they go to underwater worlds and like they have to help different characters. And I'm like, okay, that was genius. One of my all time like, favorite. Oh, go ahead. Like the Tarkovsky one, like just even having Kit Fisto and have like a little two-parter where it's like ten minutes of him in his underwater troops, just like fighting and showing like how his lightsaber works underwater. Yeah. Like, oh, he, absolutely. I mean, we never really got much time with him before he got stabbed by Palpatine, so it's good and, to see like he was doing some stuff. And Kit Fisto is one of like those Jedi that you don't get a lot of time with, but man, everybody loved Kit Fisto, and I was like that that is such an underrated character. But in the Clone Wars, um, even in the 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 cartoon series or the Cartoon Network series, um, that one specifically, like they had a few like Kit Fisto centered episodes, and I was like, when he went in on uh, on Grievous's lair, uh, that one was really cool. Or when when they bring in these characters, I just I think it's done really well. Um, I hated seeing it leave uh, net or uh, Cartoon Network, and then Netflix picked it up, and then they gave it an extra season to finish it out, and then uh, then they quit. And then so many years later, Disney Plus picks it up and says, hey, we're going to add a whole nother season. And it's like, uh, yes, please. And I think season seven, uh, and I'm going to ruin this a little bit for some people out there, but season seven is just beautifully written with the Ahsoka, or the Ahsoka squad. Um, I loved that when they all had their their clone trooper uh, uh, helmets all painted to look like Ahsoka. I thought that was just genius. I loved the way that they they showed her the respect and then they they incorporated that story that it interweaved with season or with with episode three uh revenge of the, the sith and i thought that was great um so my next question for you guys is uh out of all the projects that are not the main nine episodes where it's the the skywalker saga what's your favorite uh thing that they've added whether it's books maybe it's the tv or the movies uh i mean that that's quite a few different things that are in there um and and let's kind of limit it down to anything that is Disney's canon because I know that they they cut out the legacy stuff. Um, so so let's stick with anything that is currently like canon through Disney. So what what's something that you guys like? Do you want me to go first because I can go first? I mean, if you have an answer, ready, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking really hard. <laughs> so I think the Mandalorian was absolutely a masterpiece. Um, <clears throat> there was. I don't know that I was ever mad with it. Um, every step of the way, I was like on my like every Friday. Uh, I would I would wake up early just to make sure that I could watch the episode. 
and that way I didn't get any spoilers. I knew that certain characters were coming when I heard uh, that they had cast uh, Rosie O'Dawson to play, uh, or not Dawson, uh, Dario, Rosie O'Dario, um, to, to play Ahsoka. I was like, yes, I loved her as Night Nurse in the Netflix Marvel series. I love her just in everything that she does. She does uh, voice of Wonder Woman in the DC animated films. She She's all over this. I mean, she's a very famous actor with it, or actress. And so looking at it, I was like, Okay, so you're going to have to have – I mean, clearly we're past teenage Ahsoka. You're going to need someone a little bit older. Um, and I, I think she just did it justice. There was She she handled it very well, She and, the, and they wrote her just perfectly. I was making a bad joke, oh. uh, pun intended, because she was in the Justice League as Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like we all could say Mandalorian. It, I mean, just – because, I mean, Dave, even though it's – John Favreau's produced thing. Um, Dave Filoni's like right there with him. Yeah. And like, like we followed them in Clone Wars. They like hop into Rebels and then that. And I, I don't know. I don't want to just piggyback off yours, but I mean, let's be I honest. Guess, it, it really I, is I'll, the peak of, of Star Wars at the, the moment. Peak, but I, I will pick, be a little bit different since I have at least some knowledge in this realm. I am a bit of a comic book nerd, but uh, the the Disney comic uh, stuff that they've been doing. Um, I mean, it is a bit ridiculous that these guys keep coming across Vader and have all these close run-ins. So when he, when it does provide some different context when they meet up in Empire or post um, Empire Strikes Back, because that's where the comic is right now. And like you're seeing all this new stuff about like Lando trying to get his redemption in early, and they're doing this arc right now. I haven't started it yet, but it's uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters because I guess there there was some like discrepancy about. Boba Fett losing Han Solo and the Rebels maybe had a chance to get him back at one point. Luke's wielding a yellow lightsaber, so maybe that's, spoiler alert, where Rey gets her yellow crystal down the road for her stuff that she makes at the end of Rise of Skywalker. It's just it's just an uh, era we haven't really seen before between Empire and Return of the Jedi, and I kind of want to see, like, what was Luke's, what were Luke's gears leaning towards when he started making this plan to save Han, or... Uh, what was the galaxy like at that point? Because, like, the Empire, for all intents and purposes, as far as we were concerned in the movie, like, one, they took out our main heroes, they just destroyed the Hoth base and made them all scatter and go into hiding. I mean, they eventually regrouped to take on the second Death Star and win, but I just, I would like to see, like, that all come together in this arc. Yeah. I think that's cool uh, that, that Disney's able to kind of say, hey, we're going to step back and go back into this era that's I mean, Star Wars turned 40 a few years back, so it's almost 45, right? So you, you look at some of that, and you're like, okay, it's it's going to be hitting 50 in the next or in this decade, and you're like, okay, well, how do we continue to reach these people? Well, we still love the originals. Let's go back and kind of re, rewrite a few things in, the, in between and to, to expand on those stories. That way we continue to see Luke grow. There was one more story. It was before Empire. Um, called Vader down. I think it was like right before. It's not before Rogue One, uh, but like I think it was like the, a scene that precursored that to like get everybody hyped. But the Empire, um, th- there was some spy in the Empire that gave them Vader's details of, on where he was going to be, and they knew if, if they were going to get a victory, they needed to take him down, and they got him. Like they had him crash on this planet. They wrecked his ship, and like they were going to get him. And like the whole army of rebels, it was about to take him down and like, Oh, we got you surrounded. Like put your lightsaber down and all this, this. And, um, 
It, it, like, you think the rebels have the upper hand, but then Vader's like, I don't see soldiers here. I just see a bunch of cowards. And it was like, I'm just like, ooh, man. Like, like chills. I mean, it was like a <laughs> two-page widespread. I would say check out Vader down as well. It was just iconic. Like, it was the scene before the hallway scene at the end of Rogue One. It was nuts. Oh, okay. So so that one fed, Vader down fed right into Rogue One's last scene. I would I think like that or they were kind of, I feel like the story groups were maybe kind of talking and because Vader down takes place after a new hope at some point, but I feel like that those two scenes, like even though it was like a comic, like I, it, with our imaginations, it, it was on par. If not, if they ever did that in live action would trump that immediately. Well, here's the thing about I, I, that. I, I'll, I'll try to send it to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think one of the cool things is with that is I know Hayden Christensen who played Anakin He's coming back. He's already signed a contract that he's going to play Vader in the Obi-Wan series. Like, I guess they're going to, like, do some, like, hey, Obi-Wan's doing his thing over here, and Vader's going to be over here doing something. That's what I'd heard through the grapevine, and I'm like, that's going to be really cool. I like the fact that Hayden Christensen's like, yeah, I was typecasted as uh, as Darth Vader, but I'll, I'll still stick with him. Like, I don't mind being Anakin and Darth Vader. Like, anything that leads up to episode four, like, put me in, coach. And I'm just like, I love it. Did you see what I did there for you, Micah? <laughs> he, he's giving me a sarcastic face. So what about you, Micah? Yeah, sorry there, Micah. I kind of I hogged that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm just listening. I'm taking it all in because I'm just such a fan, too. Um, what was the question? Like, the, the original question? Like, I think we went all over the place. Uh, so, okay. so what is, outside of the Skywalker saga, what is something that you enjoy? Uh, what do you, What's one of your favorite parts of, of the series that is not episodes one through nine? I mean, I really, uh, I mean, I don't want to piggyback either, but I love the Mandalorian. I absolutely loved everything that they did with that. The, and like, like you said, I, Jordan, I, I had no beef. I got up every Friday. I watched every episode. Yeah. Um, I think if I have one beef with it, it would be what? That it's not long enough. That's our beef. It's no, no, not no, long no, enough. No, 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 no. I thought it was perfect. I thought there was, like you said, there was there were so many memes that I saw that said, let Tom Favreau do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let him pretty much just from just... here on out, just let him do everything. Star Wars. Um, but, uh, I, I loved Mandalorian. I don't think for, for me, like I just, I didn't like seeing Luke get, you get, know, get the credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not the credit, but just like, like you, you kind of felt bad for Mando. Like, because he was like, I've done all this work, and I know it was my mission and my goal to to get Grogu to where he needed to be. But, like, he almost felt sorry for him because there was that bond and that relationship. And But it was just, a, for me, it was a flawless series. And then the other thing I would say is, is Rogue One. Like, it took me a while to get really into Rogue One. But once I did, it was like, wow, this is such a good movie. And it wasn't the Darth Vader scene so much at the end of the movie as it was just the story. Again, the storytelling. It's it's my it's my my flip side of the coin of uh wonder woman 84 we, we've talked about this one before like that i feel that wonder woman 84 is an absolute trash movie that like you didn't you didn't learn anything by the end of it uh it, it completely erased the need for that movie but when you look at it like we knew that they were going to get the death star plans out like you kind of knew what it was but on like instead of it being a useless movie i think rogue one it just was beautifully written um, I think that that you feel for those characters, and I'm excited because they've they've announced their big slate of all these these shows that are going to be hitting Disney Plus, and uh, 
what was what was her love interest's name that she she basically I they died. I don't think it was necessarily a love interest, but like her. Buddy, well, I'm, I'm uh, putting Cassian Endor. Okay, yeah. So Cassio, he uh, he's gonna be one of the, Cassian. Sorry, Cassian. Sorry, yeah. Cassian yeah. is gonna be uh, getting his own series, and so they're getting H-U-S-O, baby. So I'm I'm stoked about it because uh, they're gonna do some prequel stuff to that, uh, and, and I think it'll be done really well. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of the expanding universe because I feel like we have a lot of characters that that we really like. Um, I just I still hate the fact that they they had to die in that film because I was like, well, I'm like. Unlike Wonder Woman 1984, like you're talking about, Jordan, like even though that you knew what was going to happen at the end of Rogue One, like they still connected the dots to something else. Yes. In Wonder Woman 84, they didn't. They just was like, this is this whole movie's pointless. Like there was no reason for two and a half hours of my life to to watch that film. Yeah. And I I think Rogue One, they connected the dots and they just led right into episode four, which was, I thought, great. My, my, I think they did a good job of like keeping the ten- even even though we know in episode four they're going to get the plans, keeping that tension going. Like, like there was just so many freaking close calls. Like Gareth Edwards and company, I'm just like, oh, oh, he's, he's got to get the plans. Like, no, he gets it because we've seen episode four. Like, how crazy would it have been if we, we got an alternate ending? And like, oh, Vader killed him. He gets the plans. Like, they just like, oh, we're kidding. No, no, no here you go. <laughs> but, <laughs> what? What? Psych. Like. Uh, <laughs> They would never do that, but I'm just like, they kept us on our toes. Like I think I, I think like, we were on the edge of our seats through that through the towards the ending. I mean, just I mean, I know you said like it it wasn't the pinnacle point, but it was a huge huge moment. Was when you got to see Darth Vader come in and he's just slashing away. I'm like, can we kind of? I, I saw this video not long ago on Facebook. Uh, someone basically recreated the fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader from Episode Four. And they did. They added the fighting styles from when they were in episode two and three. So like you got the the Anakin fighting style and the Obi Wan, and you kind of saw some of that back and forth. And I was like, can we add that? Like, I don't need all the extra creatures that are are running around. Uh, when when George Lucas adds cuts, like, can we just add a little bit of flair from two, three, or yeah, two two and three? Can we can we add some of that in there? Um, but no, I just I think that Star Wars has been something that has continually evolved. It's become more than just four, five, and six, uh, and I, I think that it, it's growing. Um, I'm excited to see kind of where they're going to take some of these stories. I'm excited to see, you know, I'm not a huge fan of of the the sequel series. Uh, not not to get into that can of worms, uh, but I, I'm excited to see kind of where they're going to take Ray because, like you said, she she has that lightsaber, um, and and with the yellow, and I'm like, there's not a lot of yellow. Uh, I remember. I remember listening uh, not long ago. I, I listened to this one a lot. It's Samuel L. Jackson was asked, "Why did you get a purple lightsaber?" And he's like, "Well, I pushed at George Lucas, and he's like, you either get as a Jedi a blue or a green lightsaber." And he's like, "Yeah, but I want purple," and like <laughs> he just talked his way into getting a purple lightsaber. And I'm like, it became. I would recreate how he actually did it, probably behind the scenes, but I don't think your podcasts can suffer that language so yeah yeah i want a purple Boop. yeah and 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 i think it, it, it's even funnier because his line from pulp fiction uh ends up as the acronym so bmf is on his lightsaber hilt uh so like they actually have that on there so like i mean you're not going to see it when he's swinging it around and things like that but uh because they they allowed the uh, the actors to take their lightsabers home and stuff when they were done filming and, and he has it and he's like oh yeah it's in my closet and I'm like you keep your lightsaber in your closet how dare you but I mean for me I'd, I'd be like let's go play 
Come on, Ollie, let's let's go play with the lightsaber. So, uh, when I was doing my laundry last night, I saw I think two guys about our age actually like doing a lightsaber fight, and I I just missed them. I guess they went inside, or maybe they were teenagers. But I was I had Duel of the Fates crank cranked, and I was going to go drive by them. So they that would have been awesome. But they left shortly after that. I was just like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so so here's the next question: Is what was the best alien? in star wars for you guys which one do you think that you liked the most out of all of them i mean you've got chewbacca who's a wookie you've got uh kit fisto who is part of the aquatic uh like which alien uh or creature was your favorite and i don't care who goes first (laughs) this is toughy because there's so many of them um i mean you can choose a couple if you want I mainly go, would be going on cuteness factor, and maybe not for their utility, but I mean Grogu slash the Yoda race. I mean they're, they're cute, and apparently are the few we've seen have all been force sensitive. Um, and uh, Babu Frick, I mean he has the the one uh, one of my redeeming things about Rise of Skywalker that hey hey, and just like <laughs> how useful he is fixing droids. Uh, I, I don't know how utilitarian they are and how cool they are, but I mean I just Cuteness factor alone on those guys. Uh, besides that, I can't really think of an alien that really grabs me at this at this time. Besides those guys, off the top of my head right now, I, I'm a big Chewbacca fan. Chewbacca and the fact that um, you know, he's in the, he's in the majority of the movies. I don't think he's in everyone, but he's in the majority of them. Yeah, I think it was in um, seven, four, five, six, three, um, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I just love the dynamic between Chewie and and Han Solo, and he's this big scary guy. And then there's points in the movies where he's afraid, and um, even in Episode Seven when um, he shoots Kylo Ren, like I I pop for that in the theaters. Like I just thought that that was great. Um, after he killed Han Solo. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if you haven't watched episode seven and you're listening to my podcast at this point, like, 20, come on. 21, and, you know, that movie came out in 2015. Anyway, like, when he shot, when he shot Kylo Ren, I was like, yes, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Have you seen that, like, little webcomic someone drew of, like, the, the 30 years we didn't get to see where, like, he was hanging out with Ben as, a, like, a kid and then being trained as a Jedi and then, like... He he sees all the stuff, but instead of giving like the fatal shot, like he he did, he only shot him in the side because like he still does care because like that's still like his buddy's son. Yeah. Oh, it's so well, and then even in like I, I have episode three playing in the background right now, but I think like when Yoda has that interaction with Chewie, you know, because he's the only time that he's in the prequel trilogy is in episode three. You know, there's all this. Uh, there's just we talked about it in the MCU podcast, but like they do a good job of just sprinkling those extra characters in at the right time. Absolutely. And, uh, and the Porgs, like I, I would say the Porgs, the Porgs, the I favorite. love them just because of the noise and how annoying they are. And uh, like, there's not much I liked about episode eight and we're not going to talk about it, but the, the part where Chewie's trying to, <laughs> what, if <laughs> we did? what if we did talk about it? I'm kidding. <laughs> Go for it. I'm good, man. I'm good. No, 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 no. He's by, he's by the campfire and he's getting ready to eat him or he is. Oh eating yeah. Him. Oh yeah. And, well, based and on that one, they're all just staring at him. <laughs> Chewie yeah. just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, but just based on what 
uh, Chewy did when he cooked it. I mean, it looks like they would taste like chicken. Just absolutely. I think I think Chewy just has this great personality, and I think what's funnier is when you got to the Han Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, which I know not a lot of people cared for the for this Han Solo film. I'm like, give him a really see much much of it when it was on. So so he's there's this scene where he goes down to go save his race and his wife and and the family and all that, and so all of the Wookies that are in the in the the salt mine. Um, he, or the spice mine. He's he's getting there, and they said something to him where he's like, "You're how old?" And he's like, "Man, you look good for your age." <laughs> and I'm just like, he doesn't even realize like the the thirty, forty, fifty, maybe ninety years at max that he's gonna spend with with these people over the Star Wars films. That that was like a drop in the bucket compared to what because I think they said he was like five or six hundred years old, something like that. Like he he lives just as long as like Yoda. <laughs> So, uh, I gotta say, my favorite uh, also comes from Han Solo's Star Wars. It's the Ardenians, um, which John Favreau uh, voiced. Uh, his name was Rio Durant, or, or Durant. Um, He's part of Woody and, Harrelson's crew. Yeah, he was he was the pilot, and I I thought he was done very very well. Um, he just having John Favreau voice him. And he kind of looked not like monkeyish, but he kind of had like just a, a a little off kilter face. But he had four arms, and he's like, "Us Ardenians know how to party," and like he just he got into it, and he just had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, I I could totally have an Ardenian friend. Like I would I would totally want to hang out with them. Um, I know that some of the they did a lot of different aliens later on. Um, I liked the Tuscan Raiders for the longest time, and I think I fell in love with them more when. Uh, we got to the Mandalorian uh, season two and they said they're just like normal people. Those are actually masks, not their full face, that they're kind of more primitive. And I was like, oh, that's that's actually really cool because now like they, they understand more. Yeah. What's up, Will? I thought of another one uh, if it's canon, uh, but Perry the Platypus in the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars. Yeah, oh, I'll gladly so count that one as canon. <laughs> Jedi um, P. Yeah, no, I I think it's man, just to see like even some of those crossover stuff, like that's that's cool as well. Um, so so here's my question for you guys now: Which would you rather be, a Jedi or a Sith? I mean, I, I know my answer. Already. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of a twofer. I can kind of get my cake and eat in the two. I think I would be a Jedi who would turn Sith because Ooh. I. Count Dooku Focus ended up, or, or or uh, Anakin or, or Kylo, if you will. That's um, fair. I just, I just know sometimes I let my emotions get the better of me, and I, I mean, I feel like Kylo and Anakin's ambitions for stuff and wanting to be a bigger part and use these powers that they have to protect the ones they love and keep them alive in Anakin's case and try to protect everyone. Um, even though it's not possible and it's not really the Jedi way, and wanted to, to use, self, use it for selfish gain, I think if, if we all had superpowers or the Force, like, yeah, we'd want to use to protect people, but I think that on the other hand too, we, some of us would succumb to like, oh, like I'm, oh, that guy cut me off, screw that guy, like, I, I, not not all of us, but I think some cooler heads would not prevail if the Force was around right now. Absolutely. There would be a lot more problems, but I, I just know I get too emotional and I'd go dark side. But hey, maybe maybe there's a redemption arc in uh, my sequels. I don't know. Yep. Or no, <laughs> I, I, I think that probably a lot of people would agree with you. I think that sometimes the emotion side would get the better of you. 
I did read somewhere that um, that the emotion is not necessarily the the problem. That the Jedi kind of got it wrong. That it's not the emotion, but the attachment. And and we got to kind of learn how to get rid of the attachment portion, um, which I think is a, a a running theme through a lot of things. We were talking about this the other week with the Avatar episode, uh, the attachment to Appa, uh, with people being able to fly and all that, but they can't anymore because they have an attachment, which is not a person. Man, I fall for a friend, I fall hard, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but but I I think that sometimes the emotions and and just the way I mean. The fact that, and I laugh at this one, when Obi-Wan says, only Sith deal in absolutes, and I'm like, only Sith? Are you a Sith? Because you said, you gave us an absolute that only the Sith deal in absolutes. And I'm just like, what? So I, I get a good laugh out of that one. Uh, what about you, Micah? Um, One of the other questions, I mean, like, I have a question with a question, but a comment, a couple comments that kind of tie all together, but like, uh, one of the questions you you sent us was, "What is your favorite character and why?" And I think mine was Anakin slash Darth Vader, and part of that is that you know we talked about it in the MCU episode, but he um, he's a lot like Thanos, yeah. And the respect of like he doesn't you know his his view may or may not be wrong depending on you know how you view it. And um, you know as I was. Looking over the questions before we started recording tonight, I threw on episode three in the background and, and episode three, you know, regardless of the acting or not, the story of that is very telling. And the fact that he, you know, he stands up to the Jedi because, you know, they're not being held accountable in a sense. Oh, absolutely. And so he, you know, based on your last comment about, you know, does this only Sith, you know, deal in absolute, like, were the Jedi wrong? Or, you know, were, were the Sith wrong? Like, I don't know that I would be a Sith. I would be a Jedi, you know, but regardless of what I said about Anakin, he could have been right with his initial thoughts. But beyond that, his intentions were evil. I mean, like, I wouldn't have gone as far as killed the younglings in the Jedi Temple. But, like, I would have had a serious conversation with the Jedis, right? And then I would have had, like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know that I would have started this full-blown war. Um and another question I would answer is, you know, if I could have a secret power, what would it be? It'd be to, to force choke people like that. Because <laughs> that would, like, I don't want to fly. Make I don't so want, much you know, easier. Like, just be like, yeah, just, just like, throw your hand and just. You don't, you don't, you don't want to make a force maelstrom like a star killer back in the yeah, day? Yeah, like one of my favorite episodes of The Big Bang Theory is when Sheldon gets mad. Uh, and, uh, <gasps> and he's he like, the force. no, no, no. He uses the force. He's trying to force choke people. And oh, Rod I forgot about that one. Like, I, I forgot about that part. Because, yeah. well, they play so, that joke twice in that series. Because I remember the first time yes. he's like, he's like, I'm gonna melt your brain, and then, then yeah. he also does the force choke. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Raj acts like he's actually getting choked out. And then he looks at um, he looked at Howard, and Howard's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What? Someone had to play along." Yes. And so, to answer that question, I, I think I would. Um, I think that the Jedi just have more discipline in their training just from what we've seen not so much i mean we don't see a lot of you know sith training we just know who they are and what they yeah they represent but yeah i would be a jedi so so i started thinking about this and you know just the more i thought about it and the more like i kind of looked into the series they're currently pushing out this uh this era called the high republic um, and Will, you might know about this one. Uh, I don't know if you will, Mike. Or I, I haven't read any of it yet, but I I, I have them stocked up, ready to go. Oh, it's do like, you? What uh, five hundred out? Uh, not not five hundred hours, because that would be ridiculous. Five hundred years before uh, 
episode one when we got a young Yoda in it. Yeah, so so they're doing like there's a there's a comic book series, there's a kids book series, there is a uh, young adult graphic or a young adult novel uh, with it, and so I started reading into it a little bit, and I've been looking at where they're going with it, and I guess they're taking the the kind of Star Trek approach. So the Republic sits within this circle, and they've got like classes of Jedi. And some of them are like a ranger and they're basically going out into the wild, wild west kind of situation. And, and they're going to go f- uh, through the new frontier and like help chart planets and things like that. And I'm like, I think that would be really, really cool because you've got this collective uh, that are a part of the Empire or the Galactic Republic. I mean, that you've got all these different, depending on which era you're in. And I think I would love to be a Jedi during that time. Because you would be able to say, oh, hey, sign me up. I want to go out past the Outer Rim and go check out new planets. Because the Outer Rim, there's there's still much, much more past it. Um, and I'm like, I think that would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely want to be a Jedi. Um, because with the Sith and the Rule of Two, um, I definitely don't like that idea. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't always like that. It, well, it was, around, so. it was supposed to be. And then... Uh, was was it Darth Bane? Is that who? Yeah, who, yeah Darth Bane. Yeah. When when he enforced it and started killing off all the Sith, and I'm just like, dude had to like. From what I understand of it, he stashed his Padawan, and like, or his. I I guess that is is it technically his Padawan if he's not Jedi? Is it like a Sith Padawan? Is is okay? So the equivalent apprentice. of. Well, I mean, they say apprentice all the time. Okay, so so, I mean, so his Padawan apprentice. Is apprentice, same thing. But even then. All the Sith are so like uh, um, conniving and get their own apprentice anyway. Like Duke, who had like at least three or four yeah, backup oh, plans. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm. I'm. Palpatine also was like, "Ooh, I have backup plans too." Yeah. And also, I, I, I got my brother, and just like it just it gets so complicated. Yeah. There's there's so oh, much uh, to it. There's no I'm, real real. There's no real rule of two if you guys keep making rules of two with each other, and then it just keeps I, multiplying. I but I think at the end of the day, by the time that you hit the I am the Senate and like all of that. Like when you, when you hit the end of episode three, you've pretty much killed off all of the other bloodlines, uh, bloodlines essentially. And I'm putting those in big air quotes, but you, you hit that point. And I just, I think that, you know, Darth Maul was really cool and having his brother with him was, was, I mean, I, that fight scene was just amazing. I loved that one. Um, and then seeing like Count Dooku who had Asajj Ventress. And uh, then when you get to Darth Vader, he had his like collective of like, lightsaber force sensitive like yeah the inquisitors yeah the inquisitors and i'm like did you technically break the rule did you not i don't know yeah and i mean that's not canon anymore but even having a star killer i mean i, I know I, I clearly i have a bias towards that game yeah i've brought him up like a million times but also sam witwer is so ingrained in the canon now and clone wars i mean he got the voice small and i think he did palpatine occasionally when they couldn't get tim curry or before they actually redid dubbed a few lines with uh Steve himself, uh, Ian McDermott, but just he's so ingrained in the lore too, and he's like just like seeing him like in, there's some videos about, about uh, in cons about uh, that final fight with him and Obi Wan, just yeah. talking about like uh, he, uh, he does like the original thing like his uh, master does like the thing as a kid, and then uh, goes into like a, a new stance he's never done before because he's going like I'm not gonna like fight you or try to hurt you, like I'm gonna defend myself, but just in that final fight. Uh, I, I could. I mean, we could talk about Star Wars for hours. We we, we really could. I know this really isn't the topic we were on. We were just choosing if we're gonna be Jedi and Sith. And I mean, 
I know my my choice is flawed, but like I I would outright try to be Jedi most of the way. I just know like something down the lines it would like push me off the edge and. I don't know if I'd kill kids, I'm, but uh, <laughs> I'd probably kill people that wronged me and get revenge. I hear it. Uh, so, so, Micah, you had brought up uh, the uh, one of the questions that I was going to bring into next. I'm kind of hopping around. Uh, so who is your favorite character and why? And you you said Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, right? So, so Will, uh, who is your favorite character and why? Well, I feel conflicted in saying this just based on how the sequel trilogy ended but i mean i kind of go kylo ren ben solo and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that because i know he killed everybody's favorite and he killed his dad but i just feel to a degree i know the clone wars fixed some things with anakin but i feel in those first two and seven and eight regardless of your feelings on them um i feel like we were getting a solid arc of what vader could have been with a solid actor um and like without any supplementary material and uh, i i mean he, like he's so conflicted like he does all these things that he thinks he should do that would make him they'll prove like oh i'm a bad guy but like he's fighting against his nature of being a good guy left and right and just trying to be like an edge lord over here and like, he's doing wrong every time and you see it on his face and vader like i mean we can't see his face because like that's kind of the point with the mask and everything yeah. but Vader's just trying to I mean Ben's just trying to be cool and be like his cool cool grandpa in his mind and it's backfiring at every turn and he's I mean just from going back and forth to the mask I'm like is this cool is this not like it like you can almost joke that maybe the sequel trilogy is so out of whack because Ben as a young 20 something in their universe trying to figure himself out in the world is so out of whack because he was raised by his uncle and wasn't with his really, really his family and i mean it i would love to see us i know they did star wars resistance but i would love to see besides the rise of kylo and i want to see like some more of besides luke with a lightsaber over him i want to see like some of these choices and like what maybe led more to been going down that path because i mean luke and i'm uh, not luke i mean anakin vader they've been so thorough and they keep adding more lore to that and uh, i i'm pretty sure we got it i'm pretty sure we got it i just i i gotta go ben solo on this one i gotcha i mean i like in in force awakens you know when i saw that in the theaters when kylo stopped that blaster from you know in midair like i was like yes this is going to be the greatest thing you know since, since dark vader <laughs> what since darth vader right right well but i was like man he's gonna be he's gonna be awesome right and then for me i think it was just it as the the series progressed i'm not gonna we're gonna have a we're not hashing out the trilogy the 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 last three movies but like he became a whiny butt honestly he i feel like he he just became too whiny go with that comment like i thought that he was just like there was just too much whiny and like every time he he got upset he like threw a fit he threw a tantrum the, the the in the Force Awakens when the stormtroopers like they walk away and they go the other way I thought that was funny but like I just I didn't want him to take his mask off yeah because I knew that like he was okay and he was a normal human being and he didn't go through his grandfather went through as far as like you know his mentor were like chopping him in half essentially by a volcano but like that just kind of made his DNA it could have made his DNA and they could have just kept the mask on the whole time and not ever really. You know what I mean? Like they could have done that and just went that route, but I think it was 
there's so many different opinions about it, but I just thought that it was cool in episode seven, which I love episode seven when he stopped the blaster and I'm like, man, he's going to be, he's going to be a legit player. And and like you said, well, like, you know, he's a, he's a legit actor. So like imagine rewinding time, you know, 20 years ago and having him play Anakin, <laughs> like how, how much better would the prequels just coaching, be? hating Christensen going like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Okay. Well, how much better would those prequel movies been with Absolutely. him as as Anakin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, we... I I hear that. So, um, I gotta say, the most controversial statement in all of history: Jar Jar Binks, hands down, my favorite character. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish that I was videoing this for for all of the people who listen because they would have just loved to see the eye rolls and like the, are you kidding me? No, I think. I, I think what but knowing my... you, I fig- I figured you would you know say something like that. So no, I I also I could see you going into the Darth Jar Jar theory as well. I honestly almost did. I was like, do I go ahead and just like mess with the guys and say, oh hey Darth Jar Jar? No, um, it's really hard for me to to choose a, a person. I think though, if I was going to land on anybody, it would be Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, specifically, <laughs> it is absolutely. Um, I think that prequel Obi Wan Kenobi helped build the i mean he was he was sweet uh and and a new hope and the fact that he, they kept bringing him back and and he came in and like was force ghosting it like that was cool in the in the original trilogy but i liked how kind of like how will was saying they kept building his lore uh with with darth vader and they were building obi-wan's lore and i think obi-wan when you go and you look at uh episodes one two and three and then in the clone wars and you just see how much of a character he is and then you see him again in rebels um and now that he's going to get his own series like darth vader didn't even get his own series yet but obi-wan has one coming and i'm like i'm so excited about it i think obi-wan how he handled the whole love thing like to see that even he had that flaw he absolutely yeah i mean he could have the same path F- and as I can sorry spoilers for Clone Wars over there in season two um, with the Mandalorian Death Watch one of the priests or whatever like it oh, I, I don't know it's just so good and like man comes like hmm so you almost had a thing too so it's okay if I do it then huh so this like, is going to be my only Bad Batch statement of the night that is, is going to even tie in at all uh, I personally think Omega is a clone that is a mixture of Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh the duchess that's duchess Satine and obi-wan i she looks enough like both of them she doesn't look like the other clones i think she's a clone kind of they they did that that's my only thought that's my my current running theory um so here's my last question because we are starting to uh hit that that hour mark um what do you guys hope to see in the next few years of star wars uh on their tv and their movies what specifically would you guys like to see and i'm going to go ahead and start with micah um I wrote in my notes uh, that, you know, my favorite thing about Star Wars is that 30 years later, they continue to build an empire, no pun intended, um, that everyone... <laughs> that was good. You ask, well, everybody that you ask knows something about Star Wars. Whether Absolutely. Whether they've seen any of the movies, whether they've seen any of the cartoons, whether they've seen The Mandalorian, whether they've seen a lightsaber or an action figure, or a, it's, it's just a pop culture phenomenon. Um, what I would love to see moving forward is, is kind of what Will um, alluded to earlier was, you know, how do we continue to tie in characters and their development um, aside from the movies? Like, you know, Kylo Ren, why did he make the choices he made? 
um, Mandalorian, how does that continue to tie into the overarching story of the saga? Yeah. Um, the, the 14 shows and movies and the, everything that they're making or Disney plus is continuing, uh, to make in the star Wars universe over the next, you know, five to 10 years. Um, I'm really excited about the Obi-Wan show. I'm really excited about, um, Mandalorian as they continue that story. Um, I'm sad that I have to wait that long for another season of it. Um, yeah. because it seemed like season one and two just dropped really quickly. And then like, now we're going to have to wait like two years for, um, we yeah. still have the book of Boba Fett this, uh, Christmas. Yeah. I will say I yeah. am excited about that. And, and it will continue. Cause I heard that, uh, that Pedro uh, Pascal is going to be in at least an episode or two of, of the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. dude, that, that was, that was, my, that was my concern when they did that little teaser. I was just going like book of Boba Fett. Like, are we treating the Mandalorian like separate series? Like we'll follow one Mandalorian over here, maybe Bo-Katan, Boba Fett over here. It just, and then they clarified that like, two days later, like, oh, no, 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 Boba Fett's doing his own thing. Mando's doing his own thing. So, I mean, I know. So, yeah, I'm just excited about how they're just going to continue to build on on everything that they're they've done i i one thing that i don't think star wars uh does particularly well and this people may agree with it or not is that i want them to connect those dots better so we know more yeah like have more of a concrete answer of like okay who does ray belong to and why like and, and i know that we know the answer to that question now but like we did the mcu podcast like MCU Marvel does just a phenomenal job of connecting those dots and you know, who's connected to who and what stories connected to what and dropping the perfect characters at the perfect times. Star Wars does a good job of that, but they don't really connect the dots in a, in a micro and a macro, right? Well, the thing I'll I'll say about that is I think they're going to get better because the problem is that you took a universe that was already existing and then they are now building off of that where like the Marvel movies, like, phase one kind of was finishing up when Disney acquired Marvel. And so they've had all of phase two and phase three and now into phase four. Like they, they've been able to do that um, and continue to build. Um, and that, that would be my only thing is like, I think it's because they just haven't had the time to build that traction yet. Do you think, would you do, would you agree with that statement? Like that they, that they, that if there was one criticism of star Wars that they don't do such a good job. Of oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. I think that they just don't like, it was really weird. It was great to see Luke come in and, and get Grogu at the end of season two of Mandalorian. Um, but I think that like trying to figure out, okay, this is supposedly set in see or right after episode six, but it hasn't been stated. Hey, specifically, I mean, you you hear a few times, I think but it said somewhere like it's two years or so after. Return. Exactly. So so like you have to be paying extreme attention to every detail when they do that. But it's not like like you said, it's not like this clear cut macro micro even the Mandalorian does a better job of that yeah of like sprinkling in that information at the right time so that you know where things are as far as the Star Wars timelines and and character development and I don't think it's coincidence that John Favreau hello Marvel is absolutely conveniently connected to the Mandalorian and going forward yeah I heard I heard someone say just go ahead and give him the entire Star Wars universe him and 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 I'm gonna slaughter the name Dave Dave, Dave Fiorn- Dave Filoni, um, they were like, if you could just like get rid of uh, Catherine Kennedy I mean, Dave, or, or 
whatever her name is. Dave Filoni kind of like studied under George Lucas, like when they were doing Clone Wars and like Lucas approved a bunch of his decisions. So like in a way, Filoni is Lucas's Padawan and now like she's coming night, keeping the spirit alive. And I mean, I I know it's used as a joke and I think I even said it earlier in the podcast, but like there's poetry around. It's like, it's not a coincidence. Like we have a small child coming into like a bigger world and all of these shows like Bad Batch, The Mandalorian, even the original Star Wars with Luke being a, t- a whiny teenager about some of this stuff coming into the, a wider world and like seeing seeing other things. Like, I mean, I mean, it's all metaphors for life and the hero's journey and all that stuff. So yeah, oh, absolutely. So so, what are you looking forward to uh, moving forward? Well, well, I did. Uh, I was forgetting a lot of what was on the slate, and I know uh, you two don't like uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, but I I'm willing to give Patty Jenkins another chance uh, with uh, Rogue Squadron. She's actually directing that one, being okay. the Rogue Squadron nerd I am, because I mean. I I can't okay so I absolutely love the ship battles I think a, per, a thing that makes a perfect Star Wars movie is a uh, solid story um <laughs> and ship battles and a lightsaber battle like those are like the three things like if you mess up one of those or if there's it's too fake here or there or you're not connecting the dots that well it's not going to be good and Rogue Squadron like that has the possibility to have so many cool ship battles and I feel like this era besides the Rogue One fight and some elements and I, I know I keep saying last <laughs> again I feel like I'm going to get smacked in the back of the head eventually but I, I feel like those were the only two in my opinion that had like the better ship battles because I mean we did the Exegol fight you can't tell anything that's going on there or why I should care about this pilot over here I mean yeah there's Zori and all this other nonsense but like I'm going like where's the weak points and all this other stuff like like you knew that you knew the goals like we like in the Death Star trench run or like the Hoth battle or even the battle of crate and all that so like I'm looking forward to ship battles in that I'm I'm a I'm an easy guy to please in that in that regard and Patty Jenkins is a solid director um and let's see. I mean, Bad Batch is going well, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that sh- season ends. And got to wrap it up. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. I mean, some of the other stuff is has the possibility to be great, but uh, I have no I have no idea. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, one more thing. In the Ahsoka show, I want to see an Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker meetup. So, oh yeah, a lot of fans are already speculating this that like Ahsoka, the reason she didn't train Grogu, spoiler, is because she's because Grogu has so much attachment to Mando and other things, and she's like, the, the, I can't train this kid, like, because she has PTSD about Anakin, and I want her to know that her master, like, had redemption, and, like, he did die a hero, and the, that she was right to believe, and, like, she will also restore her hope, and also hopefully a live-action Thrawn played by, uh, Mad- well, not Mads Mikkelsen, but, like, Benedict Cumberbatch or someone cool like that. I don't know. Just saying. I'll drop it right there. I'll drop the <laughs> mic. I uh for me I think moving forward I think one of the coolest things that I hope to see is I want to start seeing some like old school like I want to see like the like way before the prequels happen I want to see what was it it was uh where it's like basically a Jedi versus Sith war um so the old republic yeah the old republic I, I want to hit the old republic uh, I think that there's just so much prime opportunity between the video games and some of the the sayings or, or not sayings the uh, the books and and stuff. There's so much prime opportunity, and you don't even have to do a movie because now you've got Disney Plus where you can put out all those short mini series and stuff. I'm like, there's there's so much cool opportunity um, with moving that route. So 
Looks like that's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun, and I know that there are going to be many, many, many more Star Wars talks because, well, like we said, we could keep going for hours, but I try to keep this down to about an hour time frame. Uh, so with that, thank you guys for being here. Thank you listeners for joining us this week, and make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more news and upcoming events, uh, and we will see you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. <laughs>